Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat interview, I'm going to be speaking with Phil Wainwright, who's going to share what he's seen change in the HR SaaS space and talks about the massive shifts caused by adapting to today's new normal. Phil is a recognized authority on cloud computing as a writer, analyst, consultant, and speaker since 1998, when he launched his first online venture to chronicle the early years of the SaaS industry. His research and writing here focuses on advances in digital teamwork, people management, and business innovation. Phil lives in London with his family and has a BA in English from the University College London. He started working in the computer industry back in 1985. So he's going to have a lot of of insights to share with us, I'm sure. What HR skills do you have to stay relevant? Join the Academy to Innovate HR to learn modern and relevant HR skills, all 100% online and self-paced. Visit AIHR.com to find online training programs on popular topics like HR analytics, HR digital, learning and development, talent acquisition, and organizational development. Visit AIHR.com and get the skills you need to hit your HR career goals. Phil, welcome to the show. Uh, great to be here, Bill. Thanks for having me on. As someone with, 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 a, long, with, with a long career in the space, firstly, how is SaaS available to HR pros evolved? In the first 10 years of, of, of that journey, uh, there was very much a transition from the old software generation to the new software generation. Uh, and for a long time, there was a lot of debate whether people really were going to put software, business software into the cloud, whether it was safe to do that. Um, and a lot of the old computer vendors really wanted to kind of stick with the software that they'd already developed. Um, so, uh, you know, the software as a service, as we called it, the SaaS industry was really split between the, the cloud native breed and um, the what I used to call the SOSAS, the same old software as a service. Um, and, um, and so, you know, that switch to cloud native, I think, took a long time to, uh, uh, to, to evolve. But now we've got incredibly sophisticated global cloud HCM suite vendors like uh, you know companies like Workday, SAP Success Factors, uh, quite a few others. Um, and I think a lot less hesitance about taking uh, HR and putting it in the cloud. Uh, and then the other thing I think that we've seen is the, the rise of mobile and being able to, to access software on, on mobile phones, um, being much more mobile in the way that uh, enterprises operate, in the way that HR operates. Um, and, and more recently, I think that's enabled much more of a best of breed approach rather than the old very cumbersome suites of the, of the old days. So we've moved to being able to hook different capabilities together with APIs um, and um, and being able to access functionality in a much more conversational way, often through messaging platforms like Slack, rather than actually having users go into the the, the HR applications themselves. Um, and, and I think that evolution is continuing. So it, it's been an enormous uh, uh, evolution and 
one of the results of that proliferation of innovation um, in, in recent years, I think, is that there's been much more choice available to, uh, to HR professionals, um, which can be confusing, but I think on the whole is a good thing. Okay, thank you very much. So um, you won't believe this, Phil. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we started recording this, uh, we had a little video chat, Phil, Phil and I. Um, uh, and you won't believe this, Phil, despite all my gray hair, I'm actually a millennial. Um, <laughs> um, just uh, one that hasn't aged very well. Um, do, do you think since millennials have moved into management levels and, and now we're seeing uh, the, the Gen Zers, um, the Guardians and Centennials uh, also move into into the workforce? This is this is now second nature. Um, uh, SaaS is second nature. What what was until maybe five years ago um, still a big adoption effort is, is now is now the normal. Well, I, I think it's second nature for the for for the you know people in their in their twenties and, and to a large extent in their thirties. But it's not second nature for the organisations. I think this is one of the struggles that uh, that people have got that that you've got these kind of twenty thirty year old processes that people are still trying to follow and and which people also you know are, are being professionally educated that this is the way that HR and human capital management, people management is is done. Whereas actually the approach that the technology enables today is very different and I think there's a lot of you know the technology's there but you're not when you go cloud you're not just changing the technology you actually need to change the culture of the work processes as well. I like to switch up the the, the pace in, in these interviews still so in 60 seconds or less um, what's, what's the best way to approach migrating HR to the cloud? Um, well, I mean, I think, first of all, as I just said, it's much more than just a technology swap. So um, look at it as an opportunity to really rethink your processes, to not just not just take the paper and make it digital, but just kind of eliminate everything that owes its existence to paper. Get rid of forms, go mobile, go conversational, uh, and also engage business partners and un make sure that they understand uh, that you're making this move to make life easier for them, not just making it easy for, for HR. Blimey, Phil, I think that's about 45 seconds. Nice work. Um, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> we're doing well here. So we're recording this interview in early June 2020. Um, the last three months have been uh, not like anything any of us have ever seen in our lifetimes. Uh, how, how has COVID-19 accelerated the adoption of, of technologies to manage talent and connect communities with employees, i.e. Phil, let, let's find some positives in, in in what's been happening over the last few months. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think it's been a very difficult, challenging time for people, and obviously we need to acknowledge that. But but I think also there's, there's, there's perhaps a silver lining in terms that stuff that's been hanging around that people should have got around to suddenly have, have been coming to the limelight as stuff that now you understand exactly why you did need to do it and it's now time to make sure that you do do it if you haven't done it and one of those things is in my view is the move to the crowd um, you know organizations that already had moved their kind of most important applications to the cloud have had much less trouble uh, switching to remote working than those that were still 
really insisting on everyone needing to come into the office to actually access the computing. Um, and, and I think people have found that they've got much more flexibility in how they manage the workforce by, uh, by using cloud applications. So I don't think that's going to go away. And I think that's, that's a good thing. I think it's also been good for HR because it's really shone a spotlight on how vital the HR role is in providing flexible workforce management in understanding where the talent is um, and how to plug the gaps if you've got people suddenly that aren't available but the work still needs to be done and I think it also has tremendously as and I think all of us have been on the zoom calls and whatever with family and friends as well as for, for work I, I mean I think the, the, the value of online chat and video for kind of just keeping everyone together and connected uh, has been has been really important and and that has been a route to I think managing the well-being and the engagement with employees uh, and again I think that's an area that um, uh, that's shown up the, the importance of, of HR uh, in terms of you know we, we're not just managing talent we're actually managing people uh, these are human beings they 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 have um, uh, you, you know the, the, they they have needs that need to be kind of that we need to be conscious of as organizations uh, and it's the hr function which i think is the focal point for, for making sure that the organization is looking after its people and ensuring that they can do their best work even in uh, very uh, very difficult circumstances okay i'm going to switch it back up again in 60 seconds or less phil um what what, what do hr organizations find most difficult about adjusting to the cloud and are there are there particular industries or sectors that find it more difficult than others i don't know because perhaps some of them maybe like government um uh, or third sector have, have privacy concerns yeah i mean i i think organizations that are very kind of process oriented uh, particularly if they've got compliance concerns um then i because i think when you move to the cloud and and you're adjusting to a much more fluid way of working you and as i said take the opportunity to change your processes but therefore you know these might be processes that people have been doing for a long long time and, and feel that they're perhaps immutable but um you know they need to be reevaluated. so uh, yeah, one of the things about cloud computing is is not just that you know your servers are looked after by somebody else but also it means that everyone is so much more connected and i think that's one of the crucial elements about it so it, it enables and i think this is a good thing it enables the hr function to come out from behind the wall as it were uh, and actually be much more available to business partners to to managers and, and, and employees uh to to help them with with the issues that they've got um and much less tied up with back office administration uh, which can be either automated or it can be made self-service and and therefore you can have that much more connected engaged relationship with with the people that you're serving as um as, as hr and as people managers um but that you know for many people uh there's a comfort in that old model that gets taken away and you have to learn new ways of uh, of providing the value that you provide. So I think that's one of the, um, uh, you know, it's a switch from being a, a, a service that sits behind 
a, a, a functional wall to become much more of a facilitator that's out there amongst people. Um, and I think, well, I, I'll, I'll stop there because I think I'm running out of time, Bill. In terms of how talent management has, has changed in, in the digital era, what, what's, been, what's been the impact of AI and automation on talent management processes? One of the elements of automation has been that it's, uh, uh, it, it, uh, it means that you can be much more engaged with, 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 uh, with people as people managers. Um, and, and I think because you're connected, you can also see the impact of what you're doing and maybe kind of make better improvements. And I think we see a big move, I think, towards the employee engagement and, and development as a continuous process rather than something that checks in with uh, with the HR function every six months or every year. Um, and, and I think that's most visible in the area of learning, where learning, I, I think, very much uh, through uh, through cloud methodologies has moved from being very classroom based to being kind of much more uh, YouTube based and you know people learn things in 60 minute YouTube visit, uh, uh, videos now rather than kind of one hour classroom lessons. Um, so I think you've got much more flexibility there. Um, so I mean I think that's all good, but that's all very much at the kind of at the human level. Um, when people talk about AI, I, I think we must get away from this notion that AI is going to replace human beings. I think AI is there to to augment humans by taking away the the drudgery, the repetitive stuff, and freeing up time and providing knowledge that enables them to do the, the, the more complex, the more emotional, the more empathetic uh, work uh, in more effectively. Um, and, and I think it's still early days for that. I, I think that is still very much a target rather than something that's been achieved. Um, and, and I think it's to do with the maturity of how we think about AI, AI that we must kind of be much more thinking about it as a tool that works with us rather than uh, rather than some kind of enemy that is replacing us. So you've seen a lot of changes obviously over your career. Uh, one, of, one of those is, is how people are, are working and uh, in the sense that um, over the course of the last few years the technologies have improved to allow people to work uh, in, in more remote fashions. Uh, I myself have been working uh, remotely with, with clients and with, with employers for many, many years now. Um, obviously, with everything that's happened uh, as a result of COVID-19, um, remote working is the new normal. Um, do you think that we'll continue to see remote working as the dominant way that, 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 we, that we go to work, that we interact with our uh, colleagues even after the crisis has subsided? Yeah, I, I think it will, although eventually, I, I think not immediately. Um, but I mean, as, as you said, I mean, I'm the same. Some of us have been working remotely for years already. It's, it's second nature. Um, but, you know, people have always looked on us as a little bit odd for doing that. And, and, and suddenly in the past few months, everyone has realized that actually remote work is OK. You're not skiving. You are actually still effective and productive. Um, and um, uh, you know, people have been on Zoom calls at work or, or, or Skype calls or, or whatever it is. And, um, you know, the pet or the, or the kid has come in on the call. And it used to be terribly embarrassing and unprofessional when that happened. And, now, you know, everyone welcomes it. And, you know, the, the CEO is supposed to, to have this happen as well to prove that they're human. So, so I think that 
remote working has effectively, you know, come in from the fringe, has gone mainstream. And, you know, that's really happened in just a matter of a few weeks. Um, so, so I think it is now normalised, but I think that the structures around supporting remote work still have to be put in place because you know, they, they, all of those offices are still there um, and a lot of the, 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 the habits that people have got go back to the offices. So I think that initially, you know, once this is all over, and let's hope that soon, I think a lot of people will go back to the office. It will feel like we've returned to the way it was. But I think that trend towards remote working and distributed working will eventually ripple through into working in much more regionalised offices and, and much less concentration into these very, very, uh, 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 very dense city centre hubs that, uh, that we've all got used to. Wonderful, thank you. And just finally, how can how can our listeners learn more about and connect with you, Phil? Um, well, uh, you can find me writing at Digenomica. Uh, if you go to digenomica.com, you'll you'll see I've got uh, uh, stuff appearing there very regularly. Um, and particularly if you you click down on the the cloud HCM section um, or, or talent management or future of work, um, I'm quite often contributing in that area. Um, and uh, we have a lot of other great writers who do that too. Um, uh, I'm also on LinkedIn and uh, and on Twitter as uh, Phil WW. So, um, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, continuing the dialogue with you, with your listeners, Bill, and with you. I'm just on Digitonomica at the moment. It's a very beautiful website, by the way. Uh, listeners, if you haven't seen it before, do check it out. It's awesome. There's lots and lots of useful content on there. Um, okay, well, that just leaves me to say for today, Phil, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Terrific. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it, Bill. Thanks. And listeners, until next time, stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.